Hi, welcome to the first ever podcast of Hockey Masks, High Schools, and Popcorn. I'm your host, Mike, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sean. Say hello. Hi, everybody. That's Sean. So, Hockey Masks, High Schools, and Popcorn, what is it and why are you listening? So, this idea that uh, me and Sean had was to pay tribute to what we both felt was the greatest generations, uh, in, in decades, I should say. And and that was clearly, in case you're wondering, what was the 80s. I think, Sean. Wait, wait, wait. We're not doing the 50s? No, no, no. We're, we're going to do the 80s because basically we weren't alive in the 50s and, and it was all black and white and, you know, whatever. So the, the 80s for us, I think, was our really our defining decade, right? Uh, we started the 80s as 10, 11-year-olds and, and you know, we finished as as men. Um, at least one of us, one of us finished. As a man. <laughs> we won't say which. Yeah, one. yeah. We'll let you guys guess. So you know, and that that ten years encompassed uh, encompassed a, a lot of growing up. I mean, you started as you know, basically what seventh graders, yeah, uh, sixth graders, whatever it is, down. when you're ten years yeah. old, and you know, you finished as high school graduates and, and college dropouts. So it, it was a big, you know, it was a big, big, big transition for us, and. You know, like like any kids growing up, you know, a lot of things that affect who you are and, and things that you think and do. Uh, you know, it's it's entertainment, cinema, it's movies, it's books, it's 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 TV for 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 that generation. So, you know, one of the things that I think that we both have a, a huge passion for is is movies, uh, and and really whether whatever generation the movie's in or whatever decade it is it, we we love movies. We love talking about it. We love watching them. We love arguing about them. You know, we're the geeks that will buy the movie to watch the. And listen to the audio, you know, commentary. Cam- commentary. I think we've done that on, on many, many, many movies. Um, you know, for those who don't know, and I don't know why you would, me and Sean have been uh, friends since uh, 1985. We were sophomores in high school together. Uh, since then, we've managed to stay friends. We've worked at several jobs together. Almost um, every job, I think. Yeah, we, we've had a lot of jobs together from restaurant. We both worked at a Taekwondo school for a little while, oddly enough. And and uh, then we were roommates for a while, five, six years, I think it was, in our mid-20s. And then um, Five years too many. Five years too many. That's, that's nice. And then uh, we now work together uh, in our current company. Uh, actually, we, were, we were, so we're still hanging out. We're still talking about movies. And, uh, you know, we, we're both, like I said, passionate about movies. And we've always tried to be involved somehow in a movie. You know, Sean's that creative, geeky, you want to push him down in the hallway type where he's always making creative movies. You know, he does the... The cool YouTube channel stuff where he's got a lot of movies that I I don't personally like, but a lot of other people seem to like it that that watch his stuff. You're just not geeky enough. Apparently, I'm I'm not. I don't I don't get the cool hip factor of some of your stuff. But he's got that very creative piece of him that you know just loves to do movies and and um you know so we've tried on a couple occasions to I don't know I wouldn't want to say break out into the movie business, but you know we we've given it an effort. Dabble, dabble. That's about be a better word. We spent some time trying to write a couple of movie scripts and, and get it sold and, and, and do that thing. And again, based on the fact that we're not doing a podcast, uh, clearly that, that did not work out for us. Not that it can't no, still happen. I mean, it's still out there. And if anybody is listening to this who wants to buy a movie, you know, we we, will, we have a website set up. Feel free to contact us and, and uh, you know, we can discuss it. So, but until then, uh, you know, really what we want to do is we wanted to uh, put something together that's both entertaining for ourselves because we like movies. We, we do this whether or not anybody listens anyway because this is what we like to do. We like to talk about movies. It's something that's fun for us. It's enjoyable and, and uh, you know, we like to do it. So, so why we, not record it? So why record not record it? it? Um, you know, we were talking about this before. We were saying that, you know, if you really have a passion for something and, and people can feel that feel that passion that sounds funny if people can sense that passion in you for what you're talking about that they they'll enjoy it as well 
So, you know, we thought, well, movies is something that we enjoy. And, again, what's the best decade for the movies? Bam, 80s. Um, and, you know, with the 80s come high schools. You know, you have all of your slasher flicks. You know, your Friday the 13th, your Michael Myers. Uh, you know, the 80s, especially the early yeah. 80s, yeah, it was nothing but slasher flicks uh, in the beginning of the 80s. And then you have your high schools. You've got your John Hughes movies, your, you know, Breakfast Club, uh, you know, your Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, you know, there's just so many movies revolving around the either the serious and deep, you know, high school experience or the, you know, running around flashing all, each other all the time and just having sex in the classroom, you know, fast times at Ridgemont High type. But in uh, some way it was just an escape from any reality that we... Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, clearly being teenagers in yeah. the 80s, the movies like Fast Times at Ridgemont High were, were very entertaining <laughs> for, for, for young yeah. for, for young boys. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. It was an entertaining area uh, era. So... What we decided to do then was to basically start this podcast, and hopefully, you know, we're going to talk about movies from the 80s each week, each show. We're going to pick a new movie, and we're going to rate each movie twice. We're going to rate it on what we call our nostalgia rating. It's where we put on our rose-colored kid glasses, and we try to think back to what it was when we first saw this movie. Uh, and try to remember what it was like to watch it as a, as a kid. You know, what did it mean to us? What did we think of it? You know, what was really cool about it? You know, did... Was there really a dead kid on set when the movie was being filmed? Uh, you know, which I think we heard that on several horror yeah, movies. Yeah, could probably name from, a couple from, of from the eighties. Uh, and back then, we didn't actually have the internet to confirm it. So if we heard it from a, another kid or another adult, we're like, "Oh, it's got to be true. true. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's got to be." There was a dead ghost on that movie scene. Uh, <clears throat> you know. So and what we'll do is we're ready. Nostalgia zero to five. Five means obviously, you know, a nostalgia rating. It was the best movie we've ever seen as kids, and it impacted us. Then uh, between each show, we're going to take those rose-colored glasses off. We're going to rent the movie again, and we're going to watch it as cynical, hard-bitten adults, and uh, and give it a more current rating. And uh, you know, we'll we'll see whether or not the movie held up. What really changed for it? Was there something in it that we thought was so cool when we were kids, and now we're looking at it, and we're like, Jesus, I can't believe that that was actually something that we yeah. enjoyed. What the hell was wrong with us? Uh, type of thing. And we hope you enjoy it. Uh, you know, maybe it'll turn you onto some movies maybe you haven't seen before. Or maybe help you remember a time when you were, you know, our age and you were watching these movies in the theater in the in the eighties, or um, and and you know, might have a good time. Uh, you know, we're hoping as this moves forward and, and we get over these humps and uh, hurdles of making mistakes and breathing into the microphone and some of the sound issues that we're bound to have, uh, that you guys enjoy the show and and uh, you know, we're going to try to make it as interactive as possible. It's like I said, we'll have a we have a website hhp podcast dot com or Facebook page. You can go to these places, leave comments, send us emails. Uh, and, we want to hear from you. We want to have some interaction, get some ideas. Maybe uh, we're not doing something. Maybe you want to hear something that we're not doing. Uh, let us know. Yeah, we don't really care if you don't want us. If you don't like what we're doing, you don't need to tell us that. I don't, I don't really yeah. care. But if you like what we're doing and, and you want to see us do something, you know, else or addition or maybe even suggest a movie uh, to, to look at. I'm not saying that we're going to, but you know, it's it's always worth doing. And um, you know, uh, we'll we'll discuss it on the air and, and we'll see how how it moves forward from here. Uh, so what we're going to do is, well, actually, I guess before our first break, do you want to tell them you know, yeah, what the first movie is going to be? tell them what the movie is going to be. So you would not have thought this would have been such a hard process, you know, but for the inaugural show, you know, we really wanted to pick a good movie, something that, uh, you know, was impactful for the 80s. And, and, you know, hopefully that would have stuck with our title. You know, we were thinking slasher movie or, or you know, Fast Times at Ridgemont High or some other. Or John Hughes or yeah, some or, sort of <laughs> yeah, high school Somebody movie. around that movie, some something around that genre that really fitted in with our title. Um, 
you know, but really then what we thought about it was, well, we don't know who's really going to listen to this. So we kind of wanted to get a, a broad audience. And, um, you know, while we didn't want to be mainstream, uh, you know, we, we really ended up picking a movie that we thought everybody would have seen. Um, and it's kind of overlooked now uh, in a lot of respects. You don't hear a lot about it. Um, like I said, it's it's a crappy ride at Disney World. So if you've ever been there, you, you'd know it. Universal. Uh, is it at Universal? Yeah. No, it was at Disney World. Yeah, it's Universal. Right, you could have told me that prior to me saying that. I mean, we talked about this for like 20 minutes prior to the show, but uh, okay. We knew each other well, but yeah, I can't yeah. read your mind. You want to correct me on the air that that's cool. You can you can be like that. So anyway, at Universal Studios, like anybody goes there. Um, but, Just cool people. Yeah, I guess if you, you know, have your food stamps and you want to go to Universal, you, you can do that. <laughs> Obviously, so, this is another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get into that later. The <laughs> best theme parks of the 80s. So uh, what we decided to do then was uh, E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Um, it was a movie that, oddly enough, was the highest grossing movie of the 80s. Uh, it outgrossed Shocking. Indiana Jones. It outgrossed you know, all the Empire movies. It, it, it outgrossed them all. It was just a really high-grossing movie. But, again, it doesn't really seem to get that... Uh, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. It's not, not as legendary as some of these other movies, right? It hasn't tried to be remade. Oh, actually, I should take that back. I guess Steven Spielberg did re-release, uh, re-release it in 2002 where he tried to Yeah, that was more changes, it. right? Yeah, that Trying was to make it more kid-friendly, he, take yeah, out the took guns. took out the machine guns and put in walkie-talkies. walkie-talkies. Yeah, so, but we don't care. We're not going to interview it as, we're not going to review it as a 2002 movie. We're going to review it as a, as a child from 1982. And then we're going to review it as an adult watching that same movie now. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the differences and, and, and how we enjoyed it and, um, you know, what, what it meant to us as kids, and, and we'll take it from there. So, anyway, we're going to take a little bit of a break. When we get back, I guess we'll jump right into the movie unless you wanted to add anything else. Did I miss something? I think I gave no, him, I think gave the rundown. Did. I think you did good. All right, and then uh, we'll be right back. Visit the web's up-and-coming Halloween Prop Central website, HalloweenPropCentral.com. We have prop builds categorized for easy locating of the types of props you want to build. Have a prop build of your own you want to submit? It's simple, it's free, and for a limited time, submit a link to your build with no reciprocal link required. Don't forget to join the forum and join up with other prop builders in related discussions and get updates, news, and more. Halloween Prop Central. Search, pick, build. And we're back. All right. Thanks for hanging with us. Well, at least we're, we're assuming you're still hanging out with us, and we didn't bore you for that first section, section there. All right. So as we were talking about, our first movie uh, that we're going to discuss is going to be E.T. E. The Extraterrestrial. Oh, no. Don't, don't. That sucked. Okay, yeah. We're going to do that again. Yeah, go ahead. Right. E.T. The Extraterrestrial. Phone home. Yeah, it no. still sucked. No, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, won't, we, won't, we don't need to record that again. So, st- starting off, <laughs> starting off, uh, let's start with our reviews. So, again, nostalgia review. Um, this is looking at it as a kid and all the wonder and magic that is being a child. Um, <laughs> it sounds kind of weird, but there, there we go. So, for me, I'd have to give this movie a four. I, I know, I think from a, uh, you know most kids' perspective, this was like their first kid-friendly alien movie and and you know you've got a, a little boy and the girl and first kisses and you know escapes and and danger and all that uranus stuff. Uran- uranus 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 remember that remember when they remember when they're sitting around the table near the beginning uh, yes i do <laughs> said, and you know he that's, came from the planet uranus that's get it yes, uranus that, that that's good that that's the part that you remember from yeah, the movie see, there so, you go. so if you give this a five five uh uh Nostalgia rating, we'll, we'll know why. So, <laughs> for me, it's a four. 
And, uh, you know, again, I, you know, as a kid watching this movie, I mean, it was the first time that I think, especially as a as a twelve year old, because we I didn't see Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That was a, that was a set. Well, not at twelve. I mean, that was a movie that was done what nineteen seventy eight, seventy nine. I was I was too young, and and uh, you know I, th- I think uh, uh, they thought it was too scary for me, so I ended up not watching it. So my first real you know alien movie was you know was E T. That was the first time I got to see a a movie about an alien. Uh, you know, so it it was. For me, it was the first time I got to see that type of thing where it wasn't a scary alien. It wasn't a, a laser-fighting alien. They didn't have laser guns. It, it wasn't that type of movie. So I, I enjoyed it from, you know, new experience type, right? It was it was a new movie. Um, and it was Steven Spielberg. So, you know, anything this guy does, is, to me, is, is pretty much golden. Anyway. Yeah, but, but, you know, my first thought when I think of Steven Spielberg is Jaws. So that was my previous <laughs> film that scared the okay, crap out of Okay, all right, me. fair enough. Jaws. Jaws is, well, luckily that was in the 70s, so yeah, we, we yeah. won't be rating that Briefly, one. Luckily, but, I don't want to have nightmares. Yeah, Jaws was a whole different situation. So E.T. was not Jaws. So if you are if you haven't seen it yet, don't worry, you, you won't get scared. But So E.T., for those who haven't seen it, is a plot about a – a bunch of aliens come down to Earth, and these little squat gray guys with long necks and, and big heads, uh, short, and they're down here basically on a survey mission, and the ship leaves, and one of the aliens gets stuck behind. Oh, oh I know. Poor yeah, little guy. Poor guy. So the alien gets discovered uh, by Elliot, a little boy who's uh, he's got an older brother and a younger sister, and he lives with his mom. They never really say what happened to his dad. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, just I, one I, of those I things, know. you know, single mother yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, which was really, if you think about it, 1982, there weren't a whole lot of single mothers. It was kind of a of a, well, a, know, a new probably, thing in 82, right? Yeah. It wasn't something that you saw still still very common back then. But So, yeah, single mother, don't really know what happened to the dad. Probably a deadbeat, you, you know, who knows. So, Maybe he just worked a lot, dude. Man, I mean, he could have, but it was a long movie, and he never showed up <laughs> once in that movie. So he either left them, which he's a bit of a douche to leave uh, the wife, who from 1982 was pretty hot, right? She, 1982 hotness. It wasn't bad for a 1982 lady. Um, I'm drawing a blank on her name. I don't remember the mom's name. I think they just called her mom in the movie. I don't know if they Is ever D. addressed Wallace? her. No. Uh, D. Wallace. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're just throwing out names right yeah, now. Yeah, I am. Yeah, so, I mean, you could say anything right now, and I don't know that anybody's really going to know it. So, uh, again, the mother, three three siblings, and, and a bunch of, of hoodland friends. I think it was one of the first movies that uh, C. Thomas Howell uh, was in. He was one of the friends on, on the bike. He went on to do some other things. Of course, it was Drew Barrymore's you know breakout role uh, as a little sister, and clearly she's gone on to do some different and, and, and crazy things. Uh, but regardless, so anyway, the plot of the movie is they discover this alien. Elliot and this alien share some special bond somehow. They never really explain how those two got to be so so close. But, but yeah, basically, that wouldn't go over well in this era and nowadays, I don't think, that whole special bond thing. No, no, that would be a little odd, yeah, right? Because clearly E.T. Yeah. E. wasn't 12, yeah. right? So he wasn't the same <laughs> age as the boy. He was a little <laughs> older than the boy, and somehow they have this connection to each other. But uh, anyway, so... The, they have this real connection with each other, and you know somehow the government, uh, at least men in black and white bands, and find out about it, and uh, they try to come and, and take ET away. During all this time, uh, you know ET is trying to figure out how to tell his his alien family that they left him, which kind of jerky alien family. You think yeah. that the first thing that they would have done is maybe done a roll call, like Let's hey, see, yeah. fifteen right. aliens went out into the forest to do a survey. How many came back? You're an advanced alien species. You think counting would not have been an issue. But clearly they either didn't like E.T. very much or they just didn't realize he was gone. 
It's so. like on Home Alone. It's like, how could you not yeah. know your child's missing? How do you not know your child's missing? And, but again, they're humans, right? This is an alien species capable of inner light, you know, faster than light travel, and they just left their guy. And not just for a day. I mean, if E.T. hadn't figured out how to call home or phone home, uh, would they have ever come don't back Don't make me do it again. Yeah, don't. No, don't. Don't. But I'm wondering, would they have ever come back? Anyway, again, we're getting sidetracked. So, you know, in the end, they, uh, E.T., Figures out how to phone home, and uh, aliens come down, rescue them, nick of time, all that good stuff. Um, and they have know. their sad goodbyes. And they have their sad goodbyes, which actually even then was sad to yeah. me. I mean, it was, it you was know, clearly, a sad moment. Clearly, as, 1980, as a 12-year-old boy, you're not telling anybody that that was sad. But looking back at it now, I can say, wow, that, that was very sad. And I'm pretty sure I had a tear in my eye when I, when I saw it. Um, I didn't. No, no, but that's just because you're a tough guy. So it, it was a really good movie. I think for me, the the thing I enjoyed uh, most about that movie was one. I always love uh, first crush movies, right? And there was the, the little love interest where Elliot was a little too shy to to give that uh, his schoolgirl a kiss. And I love that whole scene where the frogs escape and the door opens and the wind's blowing, and he basically mirrors what he had seen on TV, the black and white movie where he pulls the girl in, steps yeah. on the little the the bully, uh, and gives her a kiss. I love that whole scene. I just thought that was that was awesome. Um, Another thing I love about that movie, which I actually liked about all a lot of the Spielberg movies, especially the ones where he had kids and families, is I love the toys. Uh, you know, I mean, for a single mom, sure, who, yeah. we're assuming a single mom, and we never saw the dad. <laughs> who knows, right? Maybe she killed him and got the insurance money. But you know, they had a, they had a really nice house, and and you know, if you looked at Elliot's room, that the guy had every toy that any 12-year-old boy uh, would have wanted. He had, like, packages upon packages of Star Wars toys and, and items and pictures. Of and, course, this is obviously planted, right? I mean, would you assume? Yeah, well, right, I assume it's some sort of cross-promotion thing, sure. right? Yes, Steven Spielberg and, and George Lucas, I'm sure they, they figured out how to do that. But, you know, regardless, it was still something that you looked at and you're like, oh, yeah. you know, as, a, 12, as a 12-year-old that. kid, yeah, I, you know, I would like, oh, my God, how come I can't have that house? Uh, you know, it was really, really, really cool. So, to me, that was, like, another piece that I just loved about it. Nothing to really do with the plot of the movie, but, you know, I, I enjoyed it anyway. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, four, I think, was sufficient for me. I don't think it was the best movie ever, but it was still for a 12-year-old, 1980, at the time, 1982, this was a brand new, you know, part of a movie, and part of a movie, that doesn't make any sense. It was just a, a brand new way to do an alien movie. Uh, they hadn't really done that kid-friendly, nice alien movie type of thing before this, at least not that I can remember. No, I mean, it, um, it made aliens friendly. Yeah, right. You it, know? it made it okay to, to have aliens come down. They weren't going to probe you all the time. Sometimes they can come down and with glowy fingers. Not that there's and, anything and, wrong with that. Hey, if you want to probe you, <laughs> not, I'm not against probing. I mean, not me probing, probing me. I'm not against you probing, probing other people. So it, again, it you know I enjoyed it. I liked it. Four stars, uh, four four stars of a nostalgia rating for me. I give it three point five. Not quite out of four. Not yeah. quite out of three. Um, you know, because my memories of it. You know, you like to go that whole, you know, kissy lovey dovey route. And uh, I, my memories are more stem from E.T. himself and and his beating heart and his finger and oh, all I that remember that where, that where the heart was just all yeah, red, fluttering mm-hmm. and. And all that, and the science, you know, the sci-fi side side of it all is what gets me. Didn't they have a ET again out, outside the movie? But didn't they used to have a, a part of a tie-in an ET toy where the, just all the only thing that happened was his little heart would light up. It was like a little doll. Do yeah, well, a plush doll. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't like a little plush doll with a heart just lit up. Okay, yeah. I don't know why I thought of that right now. It just, just occurred. Oh, I have a I had a little plastic. Doll, I think you squeeze his back and its finger lit up. You know, <laughs> uh, like, the eighties. We had some sophisticated toys back yeah. in nineteen eighty two. That's for sure. I mean, there was lots of 
merchandise. Yeah. Well, remember the big thing too was the Reese's Pieces. Yeah. I remember that because they had. A, I remember some story uh, because they'd asked Eminem to be part of that that scene where they were going to put Eminem's down to have ET follow it. And Eminem said, "Nah, we don't want to do it." So they used Reese's Pieces and like Oops. Reese's, yeah, and Reese's Pieces sales like sh- you know shot up like two thousand percent within like you know, two weeks of the release of that movie. Um, it, it was crazy, but it was good good promotional tie in for. Would they for be them. around today if it weren't for that movie? You, you Probably know. not, because I hate Reese's Pieces. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a big peanut butter and chocolate fan. Not that it has anything to do with the movie. Sorry, go ahead. I interrupted your your no, review. No, um, you know, I I just um, I I I think. I'll have to really see after I watch it again, but um, I was pretty pleased with it. I'm happy with it. Um, again, though, I'm I, my memories of it are kind of vague. I remember uh, the whole scene when ET is dying, um, heart wrenching to say the least. Um, but uh, oh yeah, it was D Wallace? How about that? Yeah, sorry. Well, well, uh, well let's was, just talk about that for close, a second. So was, and, uh, we don't really need to talk about. I think it. we should. But while while Sean was pouring his heart out about his movie and blah blah blah, and I really wasn't listening, I, I turned on our trusty computer to look up who the mother was in that, and it actually was D Wallace. Ta-da! So whatever. Anyway, go ahead with your. So your as I was review. greatly saying, mm-hmm. um, no, I you know, so I don't think I I was touched by it the movie itself, but, um, I think I got more out of it being a sci-fi movie. Like you said, um, it, I was afraid of aliens before this movie and it totally took that fear away of, you know, I did see close encounters of the third kind, even though they were turned out to be friendly. Um, they were still mysterious and scary. And it's, oh, yeah, way. they caused sunburns and made yeah. people build weird <laughs> mountains. Yeah. That, that didn't start off as a very friendly type of movie, you know, but when this came around, it made that movie even more palatable. You know, palatable? just real quick, I'm going to interrupt you again in your review. So, you know, the thing that always bothered me about close encounters is uh, Richard Dreyfuss character who ends up going away with the aliens. He left his wife and three kids. No, no phone call. No. Hey, I love my wife and kids. They I want to see the car. And sped off down the road. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't mean you just get to leave them <laughs> just because they drove. You were acting a little crazy. He basically said, "Well, screw it. Uh, you know, I'm gonna go with these aliens." He doesn't know when he's gonna come back. It could be 50 years. His kids could be dead. His wife will have moved on. Uh, you know, who does that? Maybe that's what happened to the father. You know what? There it ET. is. Maybe the there father had been taken away by the ETs earlier. And that's why the CT came back. See, there's a backstory there. I'm seeing a prequel. I, I, well, again, if we were any good at writing, we, we would make that prequel. Which, again, we're and not. So we're we're not, so here we are talking about it instead. So maybe we could just talk up a prequel um, <laughs> as a separate podcast. We'll do E.T., the, the, prequel, <laughs> the prequel, and we'll just make the funny noises ourselves. So anyway, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, there's not much more to it because um, I'm, I'm really anxious to see it, actually. I'm um, I'm curious to see if, if what my feelings are about it. I know that it definitely would rate up close. Um, the reason I can't give it a four, solid four, is probably because um, thinking back on it, uh, I remember it was it made me feel good. Um, the alien was cool. I liked um, you know the way he moved up and down. But ultimately, I knew it was a puppet when I saw it. Yeah, because he, he didn't then. move normally. It was like a little shaky yeah. thing, and there was no real movement. Yeah. To him, yeah. I mean, by today's standards, it was pretty, pretty. Even clumsy, back but... then, though, I know I said puppet. Well, yeah, you know, a little I'm, guy I'm, inside. I'm, and... You were twelve. I'm hoping you didn't think, "Holy crap, they actually got an alien for this movie." 
You kind of assumed it was a puppet when you saw it. No, I thought about, wait, how could I build that E.T.? When I got home, I was like, how can I build an E.T.? I want to build a, you know, E.T. And I was like thinking... Or you end up with like a Coke can with a uh, wig on it, and that was about the extent of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, I think it got just to the drawing board. Yeah, I'm you know? like, when you're 12, your imagination really gets carried away. With you. You're like, I can build a robot with these two sticks and this... Yeah, <laughs> that never happens that way. So I'll be anxious to see, uh, but I'll, I'll give it a 3.5. And Has... And, and for you... You know, people who don't know this, and again, why, why would you know this unless you know who we are? Sean uh, has a son. Has as as your son seen this movie? Has he um, seen ET? Yeah, you know, I don't think he was that interested. He's only seen it one time. He's you know how kids are. You sometimes latch onto a movie and they see it like a billion times in a row. Didn't not with ET, huh? Not with ET. He saw it one time and. And, you know, Universal, back to that, um, we go oh, to Universal ride, quite yeah. a bit. He loves the ride. He loves the ride. He I just mean, likes it at the end when it says his name. Yeah, Jacob. <laughs> I still think that's a little scary for uh, a kid to hear that. Like, what the heck is going on with that damn E.T. at the end of this ride? You know what we do, though, at the end of that ride? If you all don't have not been on E.T., uh, the ride at uh, Universal, at the very end when when you're leaving, when the ride's over, E.T.'s off to the side. And um, at the very beginning, before you board the ride, you give them your name, and they type in the computer your name, and they give you a card. So when you board the ride, you give the card to the person at the beginning of the ride, and you go down to the ride, and at the end, E.T says your name as you pass by so it's kind of freaky actually the way he says everyone's name just in his et voice so you hear like michael <laughs> yeah now i i won't sleep tonight and, so and, uh, yeah. well the point is that when my wife and and my son and i go sometimes we make up names you know because <laughs> you know, you're 12 again right, right. I'm with you know I'm with after we do it we feel stupid but then when it's all said and done you get on there and it goes fred Wilma, you know, and <laughs> bam, bam. Although I guess that's pretty tame. It's not like you're putting, you know, no. dick jokes in there or anything like that, which no. I guess they probably wouldn't type in. Probably not. For you. Yeah, yeah. Slip them a 20. I might try that next time. Yeah, you should. Slip them a yeah. 20 and say, you know, I'm huge M dick, <laughs> you know, and see if, see if they actually say that. That would be pretty funny. Um, of course, it probably traumatize all the little kids behind you in, in the ET ride. All right, so there we go. Sean's got a three and a half nostalgia rating. I gave it a four. So what we're going to do now is, uh, you know, we'll we'll sign off here shortly. Um, give you some more information about our our, our website and uh, how to contact us, our Facebook page. Then we're going to go and actually rent ET. We're going to watch it again. Uh, we'll be back here next week to talk about our our thoughts on ET after having watched it, and we'll pick a new movie uh, in the intervening week, and and we'll talk more about that. So. You know, I appreciate anybody who's listening to us, if anybody is. I uh, hope you enjoyed our first show. And, and again, visit us at uh, hhp-podcast.com or come to our Facebook page. You know, please leave us a note, suggestions, comments, whatever it is. I mean, we like feedback. You know, you do this because you're hoping not just to entertain each other, which is really what we we yeah. really wanted to do originally was just entertain each other anyway. Uh, but we hope we get to entertain some other people as well. So and yeah, we will get better. Yeah, we will hopefully, or we'll get worse, and we'll, yeah. we won't be doing this very long. Either way, it doesn't hurt for you to come out and, and, and say hi, or go to our website and say hi. You're probably on the net anyway, so why not? You know. All right. So thanks very much, and uh, I guess that's it for the inaugural the hockey mask, high schools, and popcorn. Hope you enjoyed it. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye.